Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> does it sound sound it's a good how four. does it sound how does it sound how Testing. does it sound one two three topeka 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 syphilis rubenstein many men making much money berry ball pie i am a mother pheasant plucker so let, let's do this one Okay. All right. What to do to, to die, die today, today a, a minute, minute or two, two till two. two. A, a thing distinctly hard to say, but harder still to do. But harder still to do. Okay. There'll be a tattoo at a quarter to two with a rat And a dragon will come when he hears the drum at a minute or two till two today. At a minute or two till two. Interesting. Yeah. Just a little different. Sometimes it's a quarter. A quarter till two till two. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's like an East Coast, West Coast thing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this sounds great. Well, we're keeping Are we gonna all, use all of this. this? Are we gonna use yeah, all of this? Yeah, we're gonna keep all of that. <laughs> that was us that doing actor limericks what and what we lip learned trills. when we had to learn how to be good speaking actors. When we went to actor camp, this is what <laughs> this is what they teach you. See, and I went for to my grand. actor camp when I went to Portland State. Mm. I went there right around the time that the artistic director for the theater department like left, so we were kind of leaderless. Oh, and there was this big shift, and so like it was sort of haphazard, like. Eat to everyone their own. Figure out your syllabus. <laughs> I mean, the teachers that I had were wonderful. Karen Magaldi was great. And so she's still there, isn't she? Valerie Lawrence. Right. Oh, Valerie. That's right. Yeah. yeah I know, I, know I took uh, I took stand-up from her. She was one of the first actors I met um, when I moved to Portland, actually. Like, right before I moved she's to Portland. so sweet. I almost got a job with a shady-ass company called John Robert Powers the name were, of the company was John Robert so Powers. John Robert Powers dates back to like the 40s and 50s when um, all of these talent groups started popping up around Hollywood. They were essentially training, oh, it's yes. like a training school for actors and singers and dancers. And through a series of events, I actually ended up getting my first agent through this whole mess. But Valerie was actually the head of like programming for John Robert Powers and she was getting ready That's to leave right. and they wanted to hire me to take her place. Yeah. And she essentially told me like if you're going to take this job, don't put it on any resume you have because of the reputation these guys have. Oh. Needless to say they are closed now. Right. Well, I know um, that she taught kids and she did a great yeah. job with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she did. Like she's an incredible teacher, yeah. but anyways. I went and saw one of the sh the quote-unquote showcases. It was awful. Oh. The kids, I mean, the kids were were great. They were so eager to learn, but at the same time, they were singing like, they were essentially nursery rhymes. Okay, like, I, have a, I have a question for yeah. you. So, if you can remember back, because I know you didn't do as much performing as a kid as I did. Very true. Well, okay. hang on. I d <laughs> Whoa. I did performing, okay. but it was all Jesus-based. Right, which is what I'm really excited about. So what is, look, looking back uh -huh. to from when you were, like, before you know, high school. Looking back. You know, looking back. My father was a poor man. <laughs> but in we, the end, I think he gave, no, gave us the greatest gift of all. What is the most, like, embarrassing thing that you remember from performing young? Oh, it was when my voice was changing. And when <gasps> I was in choir. I had to sing yes. a version of Silent Night. It, it was with the choir, but it was when my voice was changing. Uh -huh. So I had to go into my high voice 
for some parts of the song <laughs> and then down into my you know starting to develop starting man to, voice. right exactly my my uh i forget the word i'm looking for but yeah my man Your voice bass. essentially yeah so i had to do like some verses of the song in totally different oh god Woo! yeah it was really Woo! bad and i'm Woo! like and i'm standing front row you know, and oh, I all I all I remember seeing is my dad and my twin brother standing about just laughing their asses. I remember that so clearly. Afterwards, my dad was like, "Hey, what happened?" Oh my, my god, my voice is changing. Oh, Rocket decided to come in. Yeah. Uh, mine was I was in a show called The Bee's Knees. <laughs> You're and the bee's I knees, was, baby. You're and the cat's was, meow. And I was Dale Carver in the bee's knees. <laughs> and I sang will Johnny a, One Note. Will a fussy neck do it? <laughs> and I... <laughs> There's the scoundrel. Uh, I had a crush on the guy that I had a romantic opposite. It was uh, the romantic opposite. Hey, showmances happen, guys. And hey, that's how hey, we got this together. Is how um, really met. And we, so we were rehearsing, but the place that we rehearsed at was like a bunch of blocks that were pushed together. I think I told you this. And the way that they were pushed together, all of the blocks had a metal seam on the edge of them to like seal the carpet onto the top part of the block. Okay. So when you pushed a bunch of them together, it was a bunch of metal seams in the middle of the floors. So at one point I whipped around to say, Johnny, what are you talking about? And I whipped right on the metal seam and I face planted <laughs> right in front of the guy that, that I had loved. the biggest crush on. And oh. everyone was like, Megan's falling for Colin. <laughs> what did he do? Uh, he's like, you okay? You okay. How old were you? Uh, I was like 13. Ah, uh, yes. That was my first, first crush. Young love. Ah, young love. It's so awkward. Well, and it comes in like such powerful waves, too. Speaking, Speaking of, waves, of waves. Nice. Yeah. Did you, you picked do that, that on right purpose? Up. Yes, I that did. That was good. Yeah. Well done. We watched Jaws. Jaws. Wait. Oh, no, wait. Before oh. we, uh, anything happened for you this week that's fun? Because we like to oh. update people on um, what happened. I did do a 2K test today. That's right. For rowing. Yes. For those of you <laughs> unaware, um, <laughs> those who know, those who row know. This is another limerick, maybe. Gross. Those who row know that is a, a it is a very efficient cardio workout. But this uh, a two a two k meter test is essentially the test for any collegiate or competitive rower. And we held one of those today, and I beat my old personal record. Good. So that's fun. Great. Um, I had uh, some good meetings uh, this week. Oh, I had that's a meeting right. With you an met agent with um, at, uh, Abrams Artists. That's great. And um, I found out that the feature film I shot in Oregon before yeah. we moved here, The Texture of Falling, has a one-week engagement slash U.S. premiere here in New York. I'm so, and I'm going to be back for that. June 1st. Yeah. yeah. The, the week of June 1st. I guess I get back on the 29th. So we have a week in uh, New York, um, a week, I believe, in L.A. and San Francisco, in Portland and Seattle. So Yay. a lot of corporate acting Watch work for both ben of us, too. spank a woman on a Ferris wheel. On a wheel. Ferris wheel that I've been riding since I was five. Um, um, yeah, that was essentially my week. Lots of uh, exciting stuff on the horizon. And, um, Good. I haven't had What anything. did you do? I worked from home. <laughs> I worked from home I slept this in. week. I worked from home. Uh, no, it was a good week. I'm working on my feature film. Yes. Uh, which is about women in chemistry, but it's a comedy. It's a throwback to a lot of 80s <clears throat> comedy movies. Yes. I was like, I was so proud of myself. I'm like, wow, 
I've gotten past the softball scene. I'm writing the foam party scene. I'm like, I have to be really close to being done. How many pages do I have? It's 48 pages. <laughs> it could be made for TV movie. It, ne- <laughs> it needs to be at least like 160 pages or something. Yeah. 160 pages? That's two and a half hours. Well, maybe not that. I don't know. It's, 48 it, pages is really not that long. A rule of thumb is like a minute a page. Oh, I thought it was an hour a page for filming. What? I an thought that like when you're filming something. It takes an hour of filming per page. I legit was like, oh yeah, however many pages. I don't the know if that's has, right. I've never heard that. It's an hour per page. Maybe I just mix, mixed it up and it's actually a minute. <laughs> Okay. Life. Life is messy. Life it is, is often messy. messy. It's okay. Uh, and because of things being messy, there we go. Uh, Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. So we watched Jaws. Jaws. I have seen Jaws many, many times. When was the first time you saw Jaws? Ooh, when was, I, was, I think, I want to say it was on TNT, probably, because this movie, Spielberg movies play on TNT Yeah, but that constantly. was like, was that like censored? Yes. It was okay. definitely the edited version. So I don't know if I saw the unedited version until I was a teenager. And who, let's let's do the IMDb, the yeah. breakdown. So Jaws so many notes made me too actually Jaws uh, came out in 1975 directed by Steven Spielberg directed by um, Steven written by Spielberg. Uh, Peter Benchley Carl Gottlieb the Jaws based on Peter Benchley's novel of Jaws Peter Benchley actually makes a cameo in this movie I kind of want to read the book now yeah the book I've heard the book isn't as good as the movie what Spielberg when he read it he yeah. hated the characters oh so he didn't really want to direct it oh um so thankfully there was some collaboration between Paul Gott or Carl Gottlieb excuse me to, right. uh, to sort of flesh the characters out a little bit make them a little bit more likable and people you want to root for i will um, say there was one character i didn't like um i can guess who oh i bet you can't oh really i <laughs> it's what the do mayor, i bet you no it's no? not that oh all right well i should say it's uh it's starring roy scheider richard dreyfus robert shaw and probably robert shaw. robert shaw who is uh who's phenomenal they're, they're all three amazing in this movie but uh robert shaw i would say i don't know he's got a very long and storied career he is no longer with us but the james bond fans among you will know him as red grant from russia with love I saw in the that infamous one. uh train fighting scene uh, oh. red grant plays the russian agent hired by specter to uh kill james bond essentially um he's amazing another he's day. amazing like it, I, i'm pretty sure he's in the great escape as well yeah fantastic cast uh roy scheider and richard dreyfus especially um the plot of jaws as Ooh. listed by imdb a local sheriff a marine biologist and an old seafarer team up to hunt down a great white shark wreaking havoc in a beach resort town i'm shaking my head right now i don't <laughs> okay how did it get there who ca- what do you all right it I need swam. to know how it get how it got it there. It swam from. I'm curious. So is this from town? Is this town a real town or is this a fake town? It was shot in Martha's Vineyard, so it's a that's that's a wine place. That's nowhere near <laughs> the ocean. Vineyard. Yes, it is. I'm. D- oh, do you know where? You don't I don't know where, Mar- where Martha's you don't know, Vineyard is. You don't even know where Martha's Vineyard is. You put up a map of the vi- United States. You think and it's say, literally a vineyard? Point to the Virginias. And I'm like, <laughs> your guess have, is as good as mine. They must have really good wine in Martha's Vineyard. I don't know. It's a vineyard, right? Um, That's what it, it the, the word vineyard is in it. <laughs> if it's not Martha's Vineyard, if it's a bay, say Martha's Bay. Uh, why are we confusing why, people? I don't know. Why That's, do you not know what Martha's Vineyard is? You live in New York. I don't care. I Anyways. Don't, 
Um, yeah, that's the basic premise. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of uh, one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. Spielberg, I would agree with that, actually. This was one of Spielberg's first feature films. Um, this movie birthed the summer blockbuster, in, and there, there's a few reasons and a few factors for that. But the summer blockbuster that we now know was started with Jaws in 1975. At, th- at that time, it was the highest grossing movie of all time. Wow. There was a little movie that came out in 1977 that kicked it out of its place. We'll save that for trivia, though. So Now I'm curious. Yeah. That's a trivia question. That's a, a, a trivia yeah. question. I'm, I love trivia. Yeah, I That's know. One I got some good trivia parts. for you today. Do you? I do. I'm really excited. Yeah. Wait, no, I still want you to guess who I don't like. Who do you Who you don't like who in this the movie? The character that I didn't like in this movie. Did you like, uh, was it Quint? No, I, I told you you're never going to guess. I'm never going to guess? I don't think you'll guess. It wasn't Lorraine Gray, was it? The mom? Rush no. Rider's wife? Uh-uh. I don't know. It was that woman. The shark? The woman whose son got eaten. Oh. How she comes up and walks up to the to the To Roy Scheider. To Roy right. Scheider and just slaps him. She's like, you know. <laughs> you know and you didn't do anything. You let him swim. And like, I'm watching her say this whole, which the monologue itself was not bad. To her credit, it was one take. I was just like, she was just dead eyes the whole time. Hmm. Maybe that was on purpose, but... She had glasses. I was like, that would be the time that I would check my popcorn bowl to be like, how much do I have left? Really? Like, I didn't, yeah. I was just kind of like, what do you, what do you, you need to... I think she should have slapped the mayor. Kick it up and not... Well, yeah, she, well... Because it was actually the mayor and the medical examiner but who I were like, like, eh, let's keep the town open There's anyway. no way that the townies would have known that, mm. like... They only see, like, who shuts the beaches down right. and who keeps them open, which they see that as the police. Scheider could have said, it was like, no, these two motherfuckers right here, he I take my orders from... But he's a good man. He's a very good man. He's a very good man. He is. He is. Very good. Um, I want to know about their life in New York before I know. Me they too. moved here. Me too. I'm like, they were some rowdy bitches. Yeah. You just know that they got into some trouble as kids. Well, especially New York in what was the 70s. Right. And this week, I actually watched The French Connection, with which Roy Scheider's in and he plays a cop and so that's all I could think of really was like oh this is when Roy Scheider's character from the French Connection goes into like witness protection <laughs> and ends up as the Amity Sheriff and has to go out and kill a great white shark that's eating people that's an amazing way Wouldn't of doing that, it. Right? That's oh, like that's the so Oracle amazing. of Bacon, but storyline for a character. <laughs> this, Jaws is that's actually the movie fantastic. between French Connection and Jaws too. Yes. Uh, uh, anyways, awesome. so do you want to talk about what you thought, or do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? Why don't you go first? You I feel like I always go first. Okay, it's because I usually ask you. Right. I'm like the question poser. Yeah. Meaning that, that I don't. I'm a, a fraud. <laughs> I'm a poser. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you go first? Um, okay, what, I wrote down so many different you notes. You did, you just, she has um, like a oh, binder But speaking of, of the mayor, though, I did write, what the fuck is with this anchor suit? I love his anchor Here's suit! Here's the thing, I got mad at the anchor suit at first, and then I realized it was like all of his suits are a hot mess. If I ever go boating, I want to find a blazer with little bitty anchors on yes. it. And wear it out on a boat yes. with little sockless loafers. I wonder how many people would get that. I know. How many people would be like, Jason Satterland hey! would get it. Jason Satterland would absolutely like, oh, get it. Oh, the Jaws jacket. Oh my God, it's like the Jaws, the really <laughs> awful mayor. Um, I loved it. I actually yeah. really, really liked Isn't it. Isn't it a great And movie? again, this was another movie where I was, as a kid, scared to see it because I thought there was going to be a lot of gore. I thought there, are... there was going to be a lot more than there was. Yeah. And I think it's because in that first scene... Uh-huh. 
when the girl gets eaten and you see her hand right mm. afterwards, mm. I just assumed that we were just going to see her body parts like everywhere oh, and that you oh. were going to see a lot of that stuff. There is some of that, as Which you saw. Which I think you, saw, you see movie. an arm and a leg. It's done in a minimalist a way, head. in my opinion. Like, it's not a movie that's just front to back no this is not quentin tarantino does jaws right you very you don't really see the monster until the third act of the movie there's a lot of reasons for that right it actually makes it a much better experience it does and it's one of those things where it's kind of like and again it's it's instead of making this big red target of like this is the thing you want to be scared of it's like just kind of messing with you a little bit giving you a little bit of a like a mind fuck to be like absolutely that's off right why does that feel off to me what's going on i feel like a lot of horror movies that's more unsettling a lot of horror movies that are made now Yes. A lot of them are based on jump scares. I'll yeah. even throw it into that into that pile. Absolutely. Because, and, and it's not necessarily due to the filmmaking. It has to come down to the edits, but also the music that leads up to it. Yes. And this score was it, by John Williams. It's... I'm pretty sure this was the first collaboration between Spielberg and Williams. Spielberg actually credits John Williams to making his career take off. Because yeah. without this soundtrack, everyone right. knows the Jaws music. <laughs> Everyone yeah. knows what that means. Right. But Spielberg credits Williams for making the movie what it was because he's like, without that music, oh, yeah. it would not it wouldn't have been half as successful as it was. No. And I love too the parts when there wasn't music. Right. There were some very important parts where I was like, I could tell you you could add music here mm-hmm. to make it more dramatic, mm-hmm. but not having any music made it more realistic. And I think there's only like three jump scares in this movie and they're all timed out very well. Yeah. And Spielberg did that on purpose. He said, after you get your first jump scare, then the audience is sort of bracing for the next one. Right. So you so have you to have be to very them, careful yeah, where you put your first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I really liked it. I thought too, like, I remember when we started and I was like, this is two hours. <laughs> and then. Compared to Goodfellas, which was well, like Oh my three. God. And then like when we got, I remember, I think we were like halfway through it and it felt like we were 15 minutes in. Like it clips. It just, the writing is so good. Yeah. There's again, it's it's three dimensional characters, yep. three dimensional yep. like world that they're living yep. in, and the story is just go 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 yeah. go. Roy Scheider's character especially, like you believe like the small uh, beach town that he's in. Everyone's got like questions for oh, him. Oh yeah, it's, it's just him and the deputy. Small town. You know, yeah. everyone needs. Oh, these kids are karate chopping a picket yeah. fence. You need to go do something about that. But then sheriff. also too, it's like you know, Josh shows up right away, yeah. and you know, but then he, like you said, you don't actually see him until right. later. Right. It's just everybody else being maniacs in the meantime. Right. right. Um. There was another thing too that I thought was really sweet about Roy Roy, Roy Schreider. Schreider. Shider, Shider, as in cider. If right, Sean Connery was asking for cider, I'd like a shider. I'd like a hard shider. Shaken, not stirred. Roy, <laughs> shider. Roy, shider. He was asking Roy for too a hard sweet. Sh- <laughs> I like it dry. <laughs> um, there was this really sweet moment that he had with his son, where they're at the dinner table, and mm. his little boy is just mimicking everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And it's the cutest fucking thing. Mm. And it really, again, just brought this richness to that character in his life and his family. And it made you care about who he was. Like, he's not just this bumbly guy that's been thrust into being chief of police in this tiny town. He's got a family. He's got kids. He's got a good heart, but a stern, you know, he's got rules around the house. And I don't know. It just, I I really love that little extra touch. That did not need to be there, but I'm glad. 
glad it was. But these there. little injections of humanity, you yeah. Know, especially when characters are kind of at their lowest. Um, you know? I didn't understand anything the the Irish guy or whatever. I couldn't understand. <laughs> Robert Shaw. Well, I'm the do to you, fair Spanish ladies. I don't understand because he was drunk I... for most of filming. Was he really um, actually oh, yeah. drunk? So for Robert most of it? Shaw comes from the generation of actors that are all kind of looped into just big fucking drunks. Right. You've got your Robert Shaw. You've got uh, these could be baseball cards. You've got your Peter O'Toole. Uh-huh. You have Richard Burton. Right. Oliver Reed. Yes. Um, Richard Harris. All of them notorious drunks. Are these all um, British actors? But yes, but all. Brilliant actors: Peter O'Toole, Lawrence of Arabia, right. obviously Richard Burton, married to Elizabeth Taylor. Um, you know, did, did a lot of Shakespeare and a lot of musicals. So yeah, like Robert Shaw, he was he was drunk like half of the shoot. There yeah. there were moments where like that there's actually a moment where Richard Dreyfus took his flask and threw it into the ocean. They did not get along. Right, all, I remember I told you, you told me that. Yeah, and b- part of me thinks Robert Shaw did it on purpose because their characters don't get along. Right, so I feel like he was just like joshing him the whole time. But could be. Um, he said a few anti-Semitic things to Richard Dreyfuss as well. <laughs> um, but wow, yeah. So he really just right. dug in. God, I yeah. wonder what kind of an actor if he's like Methodist or like Methodist. Me- method Methodist actor. Oh my God. <laughs> the Stanislavski Methodist. I wonder if actor. he's a Protestant <laughs> actor. You know. Or if he's like, because that's like, you know, light Catholic actor. Because I think Quint was Irish in the movie, but Robert Shaw is English. He's from the UK. Uh-huh. Yeah. I So I liked it. I thought yeah. it was great. It totally makes sense that that was the summer blockbuster originator. Yeah. I could see people wanting to go and see it multiple times. Yeah. I also was thinking, and I didn't look this up. I thought I should. Um, how unfortunate it is that this is a great movie and it was such a good movie that people freaked the fuck out about sharks ever after. Yeah, people would not get in swimming pools like, because of this movie. There, there are people who still won't get in open bodies of water. Right. And, the, and also, movie. too, after the movie came out, I don't remember what the numbers are, but, like, the numbers of people <laughs> going out and killing sharks yeah. skyrocketed. Right. And now there's several sharks and different kinds of species of sharks that are now extinct or soon to be extinct right. or on the endangered list. Right. Honestly, probably uh, most of that is man, man done. Right. Right. Maybe not just because of Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it is because I don't know. I don't Who know. Knows? We'd have to go look and see how many sharks were killed in the late 70s. All right. We'll get a boat. We'll, we'll get some data. We'll go out. And we'll get back and to you guys. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that really stuck out to me was um, Richard Dreyfus, mm-hmm. Just because I want to play that role. <laughs> That's it. Goodbye. I'm not going to waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch. I'm going to see you later. That would be like, your character. I, 1,000%. That is my type of role. Right. I love that because... And he did such a great job of that. And it's something that very easily, again, it's a scientist role. You know, he could be totally nerdy and goofy and mm-hmm. kind of underhanded and, you know, but he very much made it his own, a man of strength, a man of intelligence, right. a man who is trying not to let his privilege overtake his credibility. Um, a man who like switches on a dime sometimes. Mm. He'll be laughing one second and be like, fuck you, and then walk right. away. Right. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Like it, <clears throat> it made the character really interesting. And I was just like, I, I want to, can I just have a story about him? Yeah. Let's have Jaws the sequel with Dreyfus's character that's like everything leading up to now. Yeah. I just loved, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job. He, uh, I want to say this is his. Maybe his second feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lucas recommended to Spielberg that he test Dreyfus. Dreyfus was in uh, American Graffiti, which was directed by George Lucas. 
Um, they offered a lot of roles, uh, a lot of uh, actors this role. Uh, Dustin Hoffman was actually offered. Really? Role. Yeah. And I think he turned it down. Now there were a I'm lot just, of actors in my turned... head. I just think of Hook being yeah. that role. There was going after the there shark was a scene where of they... the crocodile. <laughs> Smee. 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 Hold me back, Smee. Smee. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't try to Smee. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Smee, try to stop me. Get up off your ass, get over here. This is not a joke. I'm committing suicide. Uh, I fucking love Hook. It did not do well at the it box office. It did not office, do but well. I fucking I love that movie. Love that movie. I know you do. Anyways, um, there was a scene uh, where they wanted how they wanted to introduce Quint was him uh, sitting in a movie theater with Moby Dick playing. Uh huh. And he's sitting in the back row, just laughing his ass off, and everyone else is starting to leave. Uh huh. Um. So that was the original scripted introduction to Quint. That's weird. Yeah. Um, maybe just to show him like as like a belligerent drunk, you know, seafarer who's like, ah, what? that's not real. But I'm glad they didn't do that. They approached uh, because the, he was watching the movie Moby Dick, which starts Gregory Peck, and Peck owned the rights to that movie. Oh, and they went to Gregory Peck and said, "Hey, can we use it?" And Gregory Peck said, "No," not because he didn't think it was a good idea, but Gregory Peck hated his performance in Moby Dick so much. That he did not want it shown. Really? Anywhere. Yeah. Oh my god. I haven't god. seen I haven't seen Gregory Peck in Moby Dick. He plays Captain Ahab. Well, we'll have to. And I'm do sure that. he's amazing. But um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I thought. What did you think? I wanted. Did, did you notice during the third act, like you sat forward? In oh seat, yeah. The entire time. Oh yeah. The entire like. I was like laid in. back, like enjoying my hard cider, <laughs> just like I got mad about the dogs getting killed, and then <laughs> and I was wondering why are all these dogs on all these boats. But then, like, once the three of them were out on the water, yeah. I, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, I'm, like, actually sitting yeah. on the edge of the couch. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was the just, The third like, act is the best part of this movie. Yeah. It's all out on the water, but... Anyhow, um, what I loved about this movie, um, you can see... Steven Spielberg has a very specific way of shooting movies. We've done um, a couple very specific directors so far. We've done... Uh, who who we did? We did uh, Martin Scorsese. Yep. Um, we didn't do Godfather yet, but Francis no. Ford Coppola is coming, but we bridged into Steven Spielberg now. Right. Scorsese has a very specific style of shooting. You saw yes. it in Raging Bull and in um, right. Goodfellas. So does Spielberg, though. Right, right. And I just watched Gangs of New York, and just seeing um, this movie, which was Spielberg's, again, first major blockbuster film, you can see it as a precursor to so much right. of his work that's going to be coming in the next few decades. There was that one <laughs> shot, though. It's like they're going out to sea, and the way that they filmed it was through a window in the barn where the... Barn? Because there's a barn. It's a sea <laughs> in barn. Quince barn. It's where the sea lions it's hang out. It's sea barn. It's sea barn. It's where I keep my sea animals. through the mouth of the right. shark the, or whatever. The jaw Fucking bone of the brilliant. shark. Fucking yeah. brilliant. So, it, and, and just the, the way the sun is coming through... Yeah. The window, the lighting, and everything. You get these. You get these. Uh, this blockbuster cinematography. Because yeah. if you look at all of Spielberg's films, he is a blockbuster director. Right. Not to say he hasn't done more intimate movies like no. Schindler's List, uh, The Post. I imagine I haven't seen The Post yet. I haven't seen. This but one. you think of his. You think of his filmography of the movies he's directed. You think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. Um. You know he he has he has this blockbuster style of filmmaking. You have a scowl on your face. I What's haven't happening? seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I make you mad again? You've seen... You have... What? Wait. I haven't why seen... Why do I... 
feel like we've watched Close Encounters together. We have not watched Close really? Encounters together. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Close Encounters is on the list, I guess. All right. Go ahead. Anyways, you've so seen you see, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yes, right? Yes, I've seen Raiders Thank of the Lost Ark. Thank the blessed risen Jesus. This that not, would have made me... We would have had to end the podcast. Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh, thing. Mortal Kombat is coming, folks. By the way, I think that's going to be our first action movie. Okay. Is Mortal Kombat. I cannot wait for that one. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Um, so you're seeing these stuff again, now. Yeah, a precursor yeah. to so much of the work that's coming. Um, I loved the the writing was so good. You have characters that are constantly talking over each other. Yes, but which at I one love. Person, um, the, it it just like you said, it clips along. The script is so tight. Yeah, the stakes are always That's high. That's actually so with people talking over each other. <clears throat> literally, that is the only reason why I liked any Woody Allen anything. Because I was like, that's how people talk. They talk over each other. Right. And then I was like, oh, but he married his own fucking daughter. So right. forget it. Which has been public but information for many years. A long time, and yet we somehow excuse it. <laughs> I haven't seen. I cannot say I've seen any. Wait, I've seen one Woody Allen movie. It what was movie? horrible. It was the one with Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson. Whoa. Where Hugh Jackman ends up playing like this weird stalker. That's bizarre. Creep. Yeah. No. His early stuff is funny. Annie Hall and stuff I like that, I haven't watched Annie Hall. Sleeper is the one that I saw. I've seen the music. I've seen parts of the musical that he directed. Like, Everyone Says I Love You, I think, which is a musical. Okay. Alan Alda's in it. Edward Norton's in it. What? Yeah. That's a really I think Sarah odd Jessica Parker, combination. Yeah. That's yeah. like a martini with pickle juice. It's not No one good. would think of that. I don't support Woody Allen's films. I'm I sorry. Again, I'm just, Sleeper was funny. My okay. dad showed that to me. I, I feel no, I'm, I'm not compelled to see any of Woody Allen's movies because I think he's a piece of shit. I don't get angry, okay? I mean, I have a tendency to internalize. I can't express anger. That's one of the problems I have. I, I grow a tumor instead. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So, about, yes. so yeah, the script is tight. It clips along. The editing is so good. I have to. I I don't remember her name at the moment. It was a female editor. Yeah, female editor who Man, just who we... again made this movie work on who... so many levels. So a female, well, a woman wrote. It um, is. A woman wrote Drop Dead Gorgeous. A woman directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. A woman edited Jaws. So she also uh, edited American Graffiti, Paper uh, Moon. Uh, um, but she, uh, I'm pretty, yeah, she won Best Film Editing at the Oscars for this movie. Good. Um, it's and I it's think cut together so why, well. I think that's why it goes so quickly. Right. The editing is fucking magic. It yeah. just goes so fast. Yeah. Um, and, and, and credit to Steven Spielberg and his crew yeah. for figuring out a way to make this movie work because they da, tested da, da, da. they tested the shark at Universal Studios okay. but they did not wait let's what? role play it right okay. now okay okay so alright hey Stevie uh yeah Stevie I've got the shark ready oh you got the shark ready I got great. the shark ready I'm gonna put it in the water right now let's ready boys okay one two three oh this is so exciting shit what's happening well Stevie uh, as my mother said to me on my 14th birthday when she handed me my present, it's broken. <laughs> why did I hire Liza Minnelli to put my shark in the water? This was a bad idea. This is why you should never hire Liza Minnelli from Mechanics. <laughs> so the shark was broken. So the shark, bro I mean, so they tested it in, in uh, non-salt water at Universal Studios, but once they put the mechanical shark into salt water in the Atlantic Ocean, it just stopped working. That's So they had no choice 
but to utilize physical objects to show you where the shark is. Hence, like the piece of the dock that comes off. Right. Hence, oh, that was seeing, the most terrifying thing. You seeing the fin in the water, the barrels at the, the end of the barrels. movie. You know exactly what's happening, where the shark is going, yeah. when it goes under the boat. So yeah. it's actually how a I'm wondering film. how they did. Like, I want to look up how they did some of that. Yeah. Some of that stuff, or like pulling the entire boat. Yeah. Yeah. How did they do that? Like, I mean, you know, they rigged another boat off camera and pulled. Well, but what about boat. like the barrels going down? It's like you don't oh, have yeah. Joe yeah. Strong, you right. know, scuba. <laughs> How do they make him go underwater? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. But um, the shark was actually scripted to show up a lot more often. You visit. You were supposed to physically see the shark a lot more, but because the shark didn't work in salt water, or at least they, it did eventually, they had to figure some things out. But right. it's actually a better movie because of it. Because I you totally don't agree. see the monster until really the end of the movie. Because it just builds all that tension right, again. It's right. not the target right away. It's hints of what re- is menacing, and your imagination is going to create much worse ideas yeah, than yeah. what it actually the is. The unseen terror is always the most frightening. And any any great horror movie uses this and just runs with it. Yeah. And Jaws did that very well. There are also some really great shots that I didn't notice until now, like when Brody's son is in the shallow water and the shark brushes right by him. Yeah. You, know, like you can see the POV of the kid. And yeah. um, there was actually the shot where Roy Scheider's running down the boardwalk and then hops over onto the beach. Oh, to yeah, get his that's son. right. Yeah. You see the shark go under the bridge. Yep. And Scheider is coming towards camera. Yeah. It so is just like two this, this matchup of like, oh my yeah. God, the shark is headed, yeah. out, headed back out to the open water. Yep. But Scheider is coming towards camera and jumps over the side of the. Yep. the uh, it's so, it was so well done. It was, the blocking was great. Yeah. It was just, and, and there was actually that scene specifically. Spielberg shot. Um, there was that guy in the in the dinghy, which is a, yes. a solo boat, um, who was which so, I'm sorry, quit playing with your dinghy. What what was that guy doing out there? He's like just rowing well, along. Yeah, he's like, oh, you kids just, okay? He randomly goes up to these kids on their ship. He's like, hi. He might as well have been like, you guys want some candy? Like, what is that uh, guy doing? He was just out the there? nice guy who was trying to help. I don't know. Anyway, so. His leg. He gets... had a rapey vibe about him. I didn't care for it. Well, thankfully he his the leg thin got thin mustache. His leg got bit off, so right. that makes up for that it. That totally. If makes he was up a rapist, he died. He did. So that's good. <laughs> I hope you feel good about so yourself. So in in Megan. the final cut of the movie, his leg gets bitten off, but there was a there was a scene actually shot where the where the guy uh, rescues Michael. He's holding Michael, but the shark comes up and bites this guy in half. Oh! And the shark is carrying the top part of this guy's body while the guy has Michael, <gasps> and so the shark is carrying them both through the water what so spielberg shot this scene it's in the deleted scenes oh my god in the final edit he he was like i thought it was way too graphic way too gruesome Ooh, i want to so see can, it now. so it's on youtube i want to yeah. see it yeah. okay anyways um so oh there was one shot that was my favorite when mm. uh roy schreider <clears throat> schreider schreider it's when he's roping the thing off. Um, they're out in the water. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jaws just shows up. Just like... That's really the first time. And then... And then he just whips his head up. And it's just... It's just that motion to stillness. I'm like, oh... I just need a little bit of salsa to just dip that in. It's so good. It's so good. We're breaking We're breaking into trivia just a little bit. But do you know what part of that scene was improvised by Scheider? We're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah! I got one. Improvised line. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to say that. He's just supposed to back up, and Quint was just supposed to see his reaction. Right. He's like, you're going to need a bigger boat. And again, my absolute favorite part of this movie is the third act, of course, but 
in the third act, you get so many reveals. You see, yeah. you see when, when you start to see the monster, when they start tracking it, because they don't really know... They know they know it's a great white shark. They know it's yes. big. They don't know how big it is. Right. So Roy Scheider's line of you're going to need a bigger boat, clearly they can't drag in and hoist up a 25-foot shark. Right. How big the shark is. And the thing is is that I, I agree the third act is the most fun, yeah. but it wouldn't be as fun without that build-up oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, those, the stuff that leads up to it is, yeah, it's yeah. so All these important. things happen to where these three characters yeah. are put on a boat to go hunt and bring in this monster, yes. essentially. Yes, yes. It's great. Um, okay, so why don't you trivia it up? You want me to trivia you? Um, oh, oh, there was one thing. Yeah. Rob Schneider. Roy Schneider. Rob, Roy, Rob, Rob Schneider, who Rob played the Schneider. lead. <laughs> he, uh, for someone who is afraid of the water, he adapted pretty damn quickly. Yes, That's which is another little character. I didn't care oh, for. Oh, okay. I was like, you're fine all of a sudden? No, 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 no. I, so, needed, I needed more palpable fear. Did you hear the Palp- lines? Palpable. 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 On the way to the boathouse, yes. his wife is going with him. Right. She's like, do you And have she your said, do you have your Dramamine? Yeah. So I feel like they covered their bases. I thought, I just, was I, I thought that was just a I nice just little character. It, they could have brought it out a little bit more. Like you want them to like throw up on somebody? No, not <clears> throw up on somebody. But when you have a big fear of something, yeah. you get the shakes, you get sweaty. Right. I don't think that he would necessarily need to throw up, he but maybe a... some fear of yeah. getting onto the boat knowing that he was going. Like it was well, just more like. he was a New York cop, so maybe he's a little more hardened and. I'm know. just saying what I would like. I feel like I he could suck like. it up. I'm just saying what I would like. Just a little hey, more. Hey, Spielberg, you fucking hack. I just want but a little like... more pepper on my salad, please. Too Sir, spicy waiter, for the pepper. you walked away too quickly. Can I have some more fresh ground pepper? And bring me a shida. And a shida. All right, time for some trivia. Oh, Cue okay. trivia music. Um, how many times do you think the slap scene was done? How many takes? Which slap scene? Where she slaps Roy Scheider. The, the mom of the oh, dead Oh, we just said one. No. You said one take. Well, her monologue was one take. Oh, how many times that scene happened? How many times did he get slapped? Five. Nope. Seven? Nope. How many? 17 takes. What? <laughs> Why? Schneider said that was his worst day of filming because he had to get hit 17 Why? times. And she actually hit him every single time. And you can see, of course, in the final cut, she actually slaps him. Right. In one take, his glasses flew off. Um, Why yeah. did they do so many? It's, it's fucking it's movies, film. man. All right, like, all right, Jesus. all right. You get it until you go until you get it. All right. Um, let's see. How old do you think Spielberg was Ooh. when he was making this film? Uh, in his 30s? 20s? Mm-hmm. No. no! Spielberg was 28. God, now 28 I feel like a lazy bastard. Old. I'm a lazy bastard. <laughs> you are too. Lin-Manuel and Steven Spielberg making us all look like fools. Ranked in the top 10, what do you think, where do you think this falls as the scariest movie of all time? Seven? Close. Oh, what is it? Six. Six. Six scariest movie. And again, like this is when this is before the MPAA had PG thirteen and R ratings. Ooh. So this oh was yeah, PG. that's right. You mentioned that. Right. So this was PG, um, and considered a horror movie. Like I guess I guess under today's standards, it would it probably be a rated R movie. What? I have a really fun trivia one. For yeah. You. Okay. So Spielberg was not the original director. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know why the original director was fired? Because the original director thought it was a whale instead of a shark. He thought he was making a new version of Moby Dick, and they're like, we're not going to work with a guy who doesn't even fucking know 
that this is a shark movie. You idiot. And so Spielberg got the job, and it was meant to be, clearly. Uh, um, let's see here. How Go many... Ahead. Okay, so Robert Shaw's infamous monologue about the USS Indianapolis. Yes. There was one day. The, there was one day where they did that. The filming of that monologue. Uh huh. But he actually got so shit faced that they they couldn't use any of his takes. Oh my god. So he comes back the next day. Yeah. How many takes do you think it took? One take. One take. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And he did it in I one it. fucking take. And it's in it's in the final cut of the movie. Yeah. And during during his death scene when he's getting eaten alive by the shark, he's actually fighting back. He is. He's got a machete. He's stabbing it in yep. the face. But it's actually, it's very gruesome, but it's very, it's poetic in a way. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, he was always meant to die this right. way. Like, with his comrades, essentially. Right. How 1,100 men went into the water and only, like, 300 came out because tiger sharks ate, ate that many all of, of its That's insanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I have another trivia one for you. Okay. Um, so this was released and was known as the first original summer blockbuster. Yep. When was this originally supposed to come out? Oh, wasn't it, like, two years earlier? No. Oh, like later? No. Okay. I don't know. Christmas. Oh, okay. But they were still behind. It says Spielberg took so long filming the movie that it had to have a summer release date, which was traditionally originally reserved for low-end movies. Yeah, the summers back in the 70s, like summer, again, summer blockbusters didn't exist. Christmas was supposed to be when this was supposed to come out, but because he took so fucking long. Yeah. So, but the delay of that is what created the summer blockbuster. Right, it was all meant to be. Yeah. It was all meant to be. Okay, so there is a certain Cuban gentleman. Yep. And this movie, Jaws, is his favorite movie. Ricky Martin. No. Oh, Fidel Castro. Yes. This is Castro's favorite this movie? This is his favorite uh, movie. God rest his soul. Because he said that he interpreted the shark attacks as a symbolism of an attack on the American capitalism system. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why he loved this movie so much. In 2005, it was listed as the greatest movie, the third greatest movie of all time. What would you recommend? Like, what instance would you feel like this is a good movie to pull out? This, I could honestly watch this movie at any time because... I totally agree. It's designated as a horror movie. Yes. It's one of the only five or six... I think Get Out was actually nominated this year for Best Picture. Yes, it was. And I would classify that as a horror movie, actually. It is. Um, but it was only one of, I believe, five other horror movies to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh. I believe the, uh, one of them was The Exorcist... Um, I want to say maybe one was Rosemary's Baby, but it, it had such a profound impact, right? Uh, that it, again, it was it was a horror movie that was nominated for Best Picture, which is just did not that hadn't happen. happened. Right. So it it does have some very horrific and gruesome scenes. Well, but at the same time, but it's time, also a great adventure movie. It is. It's, it is. It's yeah. definitely like Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's and a like lot of fun. Star Wars, and yeah. it it reminds me of all of that. It's it, it's a literal it on, right on the edge of your seat. And speaking of some, yeah. again, to people out there who haven't, maybe haven't watched this movie because I don't like gore. I don't want right. to be scared. Right. There is enough warning in this and there is enough ability for you to be able to turn your head away that you can totally watch this movie. Right. And Just like, enough. Yeah. So Just if enough. there's, if you, if you are going with your bae and you want an excuse to snuggle, <laughs> it then... Is, it is recommended for literally anyone. Pretty much, I would, I would tell uh, it. It won. It won three Oscars. It won uh, for best sound, best editing, and best uh, original score by mm-hmm. John Williams, mm-hmm. and a good reason for it. Like yeah. it's just, it's it's, it's really one of those. Great. I would put it up there as maybe a perfect movie. Like it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yes. Watch it anytime. 
So that's it. That's pretty much it. I feel like there was more like I had to say, I but know. you know, I, it well, always gets honestly, so lost in the jumble. This episode feels <laughs> like how the movie felt. Yeah. Like this <clears throat> went so quickly for me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, and this happened and that, yeah. like there's a bunch of stuff that I wrote down that I didn't get to. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> we don't know what we're watching next week. Yeah. I feel like, me. let's watch Mortal Kombat next week. You really want to watch Mortal Kombat. Uh, Finish him. Oh. I'm so excited for you to see Mortal Kombat. I don't know why. Uh, you've seen me, so Megan has seen me play the games. Yeah. Um, it is, in my opinion, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. It is a PG-13 movie okay. about people beating the shit out of each other. Okay. In a tournament style. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's, it deals with like some other worldly kind of stuff. Anyway. All right. So I'll, we're doing Mortal Kombat we'll next week. We'll begrudgingly watch Mortal Kombat Yay, next week. I own the Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, make sure that you please review us. We are now on uh, iTunes, Google Play. Spotify. Spotify and Stitcher. What is Stitcher? It's another platform for, I, uh, for podcasts. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. My friend Brett... Hi, Brett. Hi, Brett. Uh, he suggested it. He was in uh, Rocky Horror with me. He oh, played okay. Frankenfurter. Nice. So this week, we actually were sponsored by, and we mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. I think we weren't even re- remembering this. Mm. But um, we have been sponsored by Roy, Roy Scheider's Scheider. Uh, and Sean Connery is the spokesperson for Roy Scheider's Scheider. Right. I've had a lot of Scheider in my life. Have you? Because I'm from Scotland. Oh. And it's huge in Scotland. Is it? And I know Roy Scheider personally. Do you? Yes. Well, how he does... squeezes his own apples into it, in, into glasses. How does he squeeze them? He squeezes them with both hands, with... and they go everywhere. Everywhere? Yes. After That's... I'm done slapping my wife, I have a nice pint of Scheider. <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a woman abuser. Right. But I'm also retired, so it doesn't matter. Right. And you're the best James Bond that and there I ever was. And I am the was. best and best dressed James Bond. Uh, right. Let's not forget that. Right. So. Money penny. This week is brought to you by... Roy Scheider Scheider. Have a glass. <laughs> okay. There it is. That's it. Episode 7. Episode 7. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a great week, and we will see you uh, next week for... Mortal Kombat. Insert Mortal Kombat music I here. already did that. Right, but we're going to do it again. We'll see you next week for... Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Oh my god. So much fun.